Hi, I'm Anderson Silver, author of the book series Stoicism for a Better Life. Life is difficult, isn't it? And in today's hyper-connected modern day, it just seems like it's harder than ever before, doesn't it? Well, I'm here to tell you that it really doesn't have to be that way. With a little help and guidance from our ancient Stoic philosophers, you really can attain an anxiety-free and purposeful life. How do I know? Well, I'm one such person who turned his life around, and I'm here to share some of that ancient wisdom with you. This is Stoicism for a Better Life. Hello there. Have you read one of my books? Did you feel like you got more content from two, three chapters from my book than you did from the whole of another book on the same topic? I asked the question because it's a comment I get back often enough from readers, and here's why. I'm an independent author. I'm not chained to the rules of publishing houses to write X many books of X many pages in a certain number of years. No, I write my books exactly the way I want to. And I believe, given the topic, stoicism, they are written exactly the way they should be. They're chock full of content in as small a number of pages as possible because this is more efficient for my readers. And therefore it behooves me to do my best try and give my readers the best possible book that I can. And I do the same thing with my podcasts. I don't stretch out the minutes to get bigger ad spaces and sponsors because I don't want any. I don't have any ads. Well, as you know, advertisers almost always want you to modify your content to a certain degree, including making it longer. This is why my episodes are short, to the point, and give you oodles of motivation. Well, I hope. <laughs> And you see, I can use words like oodles and doodles and boodles. Don't ask me what they mean, man. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up here. But hey, that's the whole point. I can make stuff up as I go. I can have fun as much as I want. I can stick to as specific a topic as I want. It really is up to me. And since these are all driven by your guys' requests, well, I mean, it's a show made for the listeners, by the listeners. I'd say that's a pretty good deal. Being independent of ads, sponsors, and publishing houses, of course, does have its challenges, and this is where you come in. You can help support me to keep doing what I do without being a slave to the advertising giants. You can help support me to keep doing what I'm doing. You can pledge just a couple of bucks a month and help me more than you can imagine. It all adds up on my end, and it really does help make this show possible. I mean. You guys have to realize there's a cost to all of this beyond just the time I'm putting in. And so far, it's been the Patreon supporters that have been helping finance and sustain the show. Maybe it's time you pick up the baton. Maybe economic times have gotten better. Maybe you've gotten enough out of this episode that now you want to contribute. Whatever the case may be, do consider going by patreon.com slash Anderson Silver and consider supporting your old pal Anderson so... I can keep dropping gems like oodles and noodles and doodles. <laughs> Remember, kids, gotta have fun in life. Laugh as much as you can, because you know what? The time you have left to enjoy life and laugh out loud is passing you by every single moment. Okay, so today's topic is an exciting one and one I keep close to my heart. As you know, I also do one-on-one -on -one mentorships, and today's lesson is something I often recommend to my new mentees when they ask, hey man, where do I begin my journey? Like I get where I'm supposed to go, I, I get, but where do I start? 
So for this exercise, let us look at some words from Epictetus' Discourses. Four, four, one, two. It doesn't matter what the external thing is. The value we place on it subjugates us to another. Where our heart is set, there our impediment lies. I love this quote. This is, I mean, Epictetus is the Mac Daddy of them all, honestly, when it comes to indifference. But this simple quote just, I guess like many of Epictetus' quotes, just drives home so many powerful ideas with a few simple words. As far as living a simple life is concerned, our older cousins, the Cynics, were the gold standard. Antisthenes was a pupil of Socrates, and later in life, he went on to create his own school called Cynicism. Now, there is some debate as to whether cynicism can actually be considered a philosophy or whether it is merely a lifestyle. Here's another excerpt from an exceptionally wonderful book. Quote, Some argued that the cynics were not a school of thought since they never had a formal school or teachings in a collection of writings. The cynics embodied their philosophy through the way they lived. Personally, I cannot think of a more effective way to teach and practice your philosophy other than actually living it. Therefore, I personally consider the cynics a very important and influential school in the history of philosophy. End quote. You guys know which book that's from? Did you recognize it by any chance? <laughs> that quote is from volume three, Your Dichotomy of Control. Learn to Control Your World for a Happy, Anxiety-Free Life, written by yours truly, Anderson Silver. Buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Audible, your local bookstore, Google, and Kobo. <laughs> okay, okay, getting back to the point. Antisthenes laid the groundwork that Diogenes would later supercharge and demonstrate in his own lifestyle of shameless indifference to the most entrenched social norms. The main precept of this school of thought, of course, don't forget, we're still talking about cynicism here, is that happiness is living in agreement with nature and that all social norms and materialism are contrary to this nature. This is why animals are happier and generally less anxious and closer to the gods, while we run about chasing meaningless trivialities like wealth, titles, and social conventions. Diogenes then taught this way of life that was closer to nature and opposed to all these superficial trivialities to those who wanted to learn it. Crates was one of his pupils, and he is the one who taught these precepts to Zeno of Sidium, who was the founder of the school of Stoicism. So naturally, there are many overlapping ideas between Stoicism and Cynicism, including the disdain for this superficial world that is opposed to nature. However, one difference between the two schools of thought is in the approach to materials, money, and politics. You see, the cynics reject all of it to the point of wanting nothing to do with it. The Stoic school, conversely, and I'm oversimplifying here in the interest of saving time, accepts that we are pack animals living in societies, so we must have some type of political structure. If it were up to the Stoics entirely, the structure would be closer to what Plato's Republic would be, but I digress. As far as material goods are concerned, the approach is not an immediate rejection of it all. No, instead, if material goods can be obtained in an ethical manner and used in a virtuous manner, then by all means, go get that bread, go cake up. 
let's not forget Seneca was filthy rich, like filthy rich for a good portion of his life. And Marcus Aurelius, well, shoot, he was the emperor. <laughs> he was the most powerful man in the Western world. Look, don't get me wrong. The Stoics absolutely prefer a simple life as it makes us more capable of doing what is meaningful to us. Think about it. The more you own, the more time you have to spend paying for it, the more time you have to spend maintaining it. And you know what? The more things you want, the longer you have to work for that paycheck to get it, which takes away precious time that could be used to work towards more virtuous ends. But material things can also help us be better and add more value in this world. So we can't throw everything and caution to the wind and be street philosophers. The lesson and focus in today's exercise is one of want not, need not, suffer not. Simplify your life. But we must not get overzealous. In trying to simplify, we must not hurt our capacities to be better human beings and work towards the betterment of humanity either. So, for this exercise, rationally try and find one way in which you can simplify your life by not wanting something or by getting rid of something you already have. Make sure it is superfluous and that its removal adds more value than harm. As always, I wish you a wise, tranquil, and productive week. If you can, share how you are progressing with this exercise. Your journey may very well inspire others. They certainly inspire me. I'll talk to you guys next time. Remember, virtue is not about perfection, but about trying your best. No matter how big or small that effort might be, just keep working and improving yourself. And by definition, you will be virtuous. Swing by my brand new webpage at stoicismforabetterlife.com and get access to tons of exercises and other content to help you in your journey of self-improvement. It's all free and made possible by listeners who generously support me on Patreon. I wish you all a productive and tranquil week. And remember, my friends, we're all in it together. And we're all rooting for each other. Mm -hmm.